0: Some of certainty, and Af there are situations where we don't have certainty, we, we, we have a dilemma, we un, we're unsure of something, and Halakha, the Torah, enables us to act with certainty based on assumptions which we're permitted to make. Uh, that can be situations where we have two witnesses, we don't know for sure they're telling the truth, but we're allowed to assume they're telling the truth, it's situations of Chazakah, situations of Rov. there are assumptions that we are allowed to make so that we can act with certainty even though it's not possible to be certain sometimes we achieve certainty through a reliable outside source i trust this person that, that what is this this person or the source mm-hmm. i trust and that gives me certainty and then there's a third category which is i don't need i don't need an outside source i have inner certainty i know for myself I only need to consult an outside source. I only need to find an assumption, or an ability to make certain, to, to, to reach certain conclusions. I only need to, to do that if I'm uncertain. But if I'm not uncertain within myself, if within myself I have certainty, then then it's different. And. Uh, in, in this piece of Gemara, on which it's, we're getting into real serious Gemara at the moment. On the, on the on the one line we're going to learn today, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of Rishonim and Achronim that are written. And one of the challenges in the Matmonim is to curate the key ones that we need. What what do we really need to know in order to understand the sugya? The uh, sugya starts at the very bottom of teshamud Aleph. All documents that emerge from the non-Jewish legal system. So you get a a document that has been been certified and created in the secular legal system. Even though the people signed on that document are non-Jewish, the shtar is kosher, the document is kosher. Uh, we can use that docu- to, uh, document to act on it, even though we know that, that, that where we need aiders, we need Jewish aiding. Where we need witnesses, we need Jewish witnesses. This is an astonishing statement that we have uh, in, in this breiser, which the Gemara works on, and that is that in, in the mandatory system, in the civil system, documents signed by non-Jews through the legal system are perfectly valid. Chutz gite nashim avadim with the exception of getin there are two types of getin there's a get that separates a husband from a wife and there's a get that separates a slave from his owner that's also called a get those two documents cannot be signed by non-jewish uh, adim they have to be signed by jewish adim the big issue is why the difference if adim if non-jewish adim are a source of information and they are kosher why shouldn't they work on getin if non-Jewish adim are not permitted for getting, why should they be permitted on, on regular documents? And here we have three different approaches. The approach of Rashi and the French school, the early French school. We have the approach of the Bale, the later Bale Tosvis, Ri and the Rosh. And we have the approach of the Spanish school, the, the run and the Rashbor and the, and the Tashbetz, which we're going to learn. So as far as Rashi says, Rashi says an amazing thing. He says, You can't have a non-Jewish signatory on a get, on a get or on a marriage certificate because they're not part of that system of law. They're not governed by those laws. Kiddushin and Gitin don't apply to non-Jews. So they're not part of the system. So when you're looking for a witness, you've got to take a witness from within the system. Not from without the system. But Bnei Noach, Gentiles are commanded to have a legal system. The Torah requires them. It's one of the Sheva Mitzvot Bnei Noach, is that, the, is that they have a legal system. And the legal system is the way we transact with one another. So they're part of the Torah's legal system. An amazing chidush of Rashi. And therefore you can take ADIM, you can take witnesses from the non-Jewish community, if you're dealing with a business matter. It doesn't have to be a Jewish witness. And we'll see that the Torah's Harosh believes that Rashi is suggesting here that that's Midor Aisa. This is not that the Rabbonin allowed it for various reasons, as we'll see in Tosfus. This is the Torah allows it. There's absolutely nothing wrong. These are two completely different systems. And that's why there's a different word for get. It's not a shtar, a, a document of divorce. It's a get. It's not a shtar. And a get shichar, the, the document that, that gives freedom to a slave, is a get. And again, the goim are not part, the non-Jewish world is not part of the system of Gittin and Kidushin, but they are part of the system of business, of Mormonness. And therefore, you can use a non-Jewish witness for that. That's what Rashi learns, which is quite amazing. And it, it makes sense in terms of the very important Ramban on, in, in, in and Pashas Vaishlach on the question of why the sons of Yaakov could treat Shechem and Chamor so severely. What did they do wrong in terms of Mitzvahs B'nai Noach? It, it, it wasn't rape, it was seduction. Dina agreed, it was... What was so terrible? Uh, that they go and they wipe out the city, says the Ramban, because then Ben Noach, when non-Jews are commanded to, to make and keep laws of monetary matters, it's not just like a general system. <speaking in Hebrew> they commanded with all of Chosh Mishpat. All the laws that we have. dinim <speaking in Hebrew> The same laws that govern our business systems, which is the whole of Khush and Mishpat, those same laws govern the non-Jewish world. They must make equivalent laws and they must operate by those laws. So they are part of the business system. That's what Rashi is saying. Mida or from the Torah. So, so the Shem and Chamor didn't operate according to laws that, that the Torah requires of them. That, that was the problem. They didn't keep one of the Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach. And from that Rashi takes the view that non-Jews from a Torah perspective are as much part of the legal system as Jews are, and as part of the legal system, they can be proper witnesses. So if a witness is signed and a non-Jewish witness is signed on a document, it's the same as if a Jewish witness is signed on the document, which means the Torah allows me to assume this to be true and I can operate on that. I don't have to have any further knowledge than the fact that they're two valid witnesses. The Harosh gives three reasons why um, it, it applies by by mandatory laws, yes, but not by Gittin. Um, and he he points out that Rashi's saying Midrasha, as we learned in the Rashi, I've numbered the three reasons that you can see them in the sources very clearly. The one is they're not part of Kriyas; they're not part of the laws of Gittin. The second is that a, a non Jew doesn't think of the idea of Lishma in mandatory laws. That's foreign to a non Jew. That you've got to have special intent, and that there's, uh, uh, it's it's technical. And as long as the technical factors are there, that's sufficient in the non-Jewish and the secular legal system. Whereas we need kavanah, it's got to be intention, there's got to be lishma, and that, that's foreign to that group of people. And the third is the goyim enam k'sherim min goyim are not non-Jews, are not kosher edim as far as the Torah is concerned. When we need edut, when we need evidence, we need, it needs to be a Jewish person. Uh, in that case, asks Tursus, and, and, and Tursus gives those same three and adds a fourth one, a very interesting one, that aidim on a get. Part of it, they, they have they actually shlichim, the, the, the divorcer, the husband, says, please sign as my ADIM. He's making them shlichim. He's making them a messenger. He's ma- making them an agent of his, which is also a very new and interesting idea. We could sit on this, on this line Even if we were learning full day, we could sit on this line for a week very comfortably. uh, And we're trying to do it in in 20 minutes. Um, So then comes the question, the Tosphus and the Roshah, so why are they allowed to be on on mandatory documents? Rashi says, are Torah, because they're part of the system. The Torahs and and the Harosh say, no, the Rabbonin, we spoke about just the other day, how the, the, the Rabbonins are to make the Torah laws applicable, to make them work in a real world. With human frailty and human weakness, that's how they how that how that works. Um, and here too, the chachomim realized that without. Um, allowing non-Jewish witnesses on documents, how would we do business? How would the Jewish community do business in the non-Jewish world? And the the Chachamim knew we were going to be spending a lot of time in the big wide world. How are we going to operate if you can't accept a document with non-Jewish witnesses? So they allowed it on the basis that non-Jewish witnesses are careful also to tell the truth. There's a legal system. They're careful and we assume that they're telling the truth. So they don't have a din edim. We don't make them edim. They are not witnesses in terms of Torah definition. But they are in the sense that we rely on their honesty. We rely on the fact that they're telling the truth. And therefore, we have an external source. So according to Rashi, the non-Jewish aid, is a Torah principle that this makes the shtar reliable. You are permitted to act on the basis of the shtar. Whether or not you know anything more about it, you've got kosher edim. According to Tosbos and the Rosh, there is an external source of reliable information. They're not Adim in terms of definitions of the Torah, but they're two integrous, honest, non-Jewish people who've signed on the document, and I rely that that source of information is, is honest and, and, and one can use that. I mean, these things are very, very important, not only in the laws of Shtarot, but even today when you use the internet, when, when is it something you allow to assume, that the Torah says that is information you can act on? When is it that you say it's a reliable, authoritative source? I'm, I, I trust the source. When is it not? Not that at all. It's, not, it's neither of those. And then there's the third possibility, which is a very fasc- fascinating Tashbeitz. The Tashbeitz, very, very interesting and important, 14th century Rishon, towards the end of the time of the Rishonim, uh, born in Majorca in Spain. Uh, there he learns with the Vidal Ephraim, who's a Talmud of the Run. So he's from the school of the Run. and later on lands up in Algeria. And there he meets the Rivash, who is also a Talmud of the Run. So this is all part of the Run school. What's interesting in the from the Run onwards, we have a lot of clarity of writing. You'll notice the style of writing is much easier to understand. Whether that's because they're closer to us, we understand there's a sense of, of modernity that we understand that. Uh, or whether it's because they had so much information already, they had access to all of the Rishonim, the and and, and and the Spanish authorities, they had it all. And yet they still resho him, so they write with a level of clarity that that we don't. We don't find in earlier Rishonim, and you'll see that here in the Tashbeds, where he, asks, he starts off and he says, I've seen among the French school, meaning Rashi and others, the view that a non-Jewish aide is midah from the Torah's perspective, is a kosher witness. And he attacks that and says, that's not so. The reason that non-Jewish people are kosher as witnesses in certain places, is she bedine mamonot achar ha'emet, In monetary law, what's important is to know the facts. It doesn't matter where that knowledge comes from. In some cases, when it comes to Kiddushin and gitin, it's not just about knowing the facts. What's important is the source of that information. What information are you you acting on? What source of information are you acting on? But in Mamonot, it doesn't matter what the source is. As long as there is information, as long as you really know and you understand, then uh, we act on that. And therefore, the Whenever we can assume that the truth is being said, veloshe and not because they're kosher edut. Look at the words here, and I've underlined it. It's as if the two parties agree in front of us. So Ruven and Shimon agree. I bought a field from him. And he says, yes, he bought the field from me. I paid a million dollars for it. Yes, he paid a million dollars. You don't need Edim. You don't need witnesses. Everything's clear. You don't have doubt. Says the, the uh, Tash Beits, there are times when you don't have doubt because the integrity of the information is satisfactory. And if professional people have signed on a document and it's been stamped by the legal system, you, you don't have doubt, you don't need Aedim, because it's as if it was all acknowledged in front of you. Va'al al Such important words. We're judging on the basis of our own knowledge, not their knowledge. Sometimes you look at something, you say, I don't need external, uh, external uh, confirmation. It's clear to me, I know what it is. I don't need witnesses when I have knowledge. I need witnesses when I'm lacking knowledge. So there are times when the source of information is reliable enough for you to say, I don't need anything more than this. I have, I ha- I have the knowledge I need. And the whole question of of the vaccinations was interesting because wasn't that the whole debate? Do I rely on the information or don't I rely on the information? Do I myself feel secure in this information? Do I need external information because I'm not an expert? So these three things just help us manage information in an environment where, where that's our source of, of knowledge. According to, again, according to Rashi, the Torah tells us when we can make certain assumptions, and when those conditions don't apply, we're not in a position to make an assumption. We act in doubt. The second possibility is the way we learn in Tosfos Harosh uh, and in Tosfos, is that in order to facilitate trade, the Chachomim said it's sufficient to rely on people who are not kosher aiding, but their professionalism and their integrity gives us enough reason to rely on them. And the third view is the tashbets. You're not actually relying on them. Their information gives you sufficient comfort that you within yourself have knowledge. The knowledge is transferred from them to you. And what makes the star kosher is the fact that I'm a, I, don't have a, I don't have a doubt. I get a document, comes from a court of law, it's stamped officially, it was approved by a batch of lawyers, it's got witnesses signed on it, the witnesses are well-known people. I don't have any more doubts. This is not because they kosher A.D.M., it's because I don't have doubts. That's the third kind of, of knowledge that we have when I don't need external confirmation because internally I'm sufficiently satisfied that this is the fact and this is the din.